She's turned out pretty good. It's not over yet. <laughs> when something does go wrong, it's going to be okay because God's in control. We were too old. We needed to go to the pasture. He didn't say it quite like that. <laughs> it's a scary moment. The previous trial prepared us for the one that followed. I wasn't happy. I've never experienced anything so painful in my life. That's when I had the heart attack. We were all COVID positive. It hit him fast. Am I going to die? I knew it was going to be a day of spiritual warfare. I'm 17 years old and I'm a junior and I like to do art, I like to do ceramics. Well, Madeline is just a special girl. She's got a heart of gold. She's, she's beautiful on the inside and on the out. I'd love to go into business and just see where God takes it. <laughs> she's always been starting businesses even when she was little in her playtime. I've grown up always knowing about Jesus, but when I was about in sixth grade, it really clicked for me and I knew that I knew and just over the years it's been many experiences growing in my faith learning to really trust God and the plan that he has for my life she puts others above herself even when she was little and if there's one last cookie on the plate she would go around the table mommy do you want that cookie daddy would you like to have that cookie you know and then after everybody refused it then she would take it for herself she's just very kind-hearted and sweet in that way I go to a Christian school, so a lot of the friends that I have are believers, and I think it's really important to have that strong Christian group surrounding you, because I think your friends influence you so much. I really try to pick good, godly friends who will build me up, and who I can build up to, and that we can just have that sense of encouragement with each other to like have that understanding that when something does go wrong it's going to be okay because God's in control. So we're going to go to dinner tonight and then where do where you want to go? Sometimes I wonder what it would be like to have a sibling but I like being an only child. The dynamics is a whole lot different. It's like you kind of grow up with adults and so you kind of live in a adult world even since when you're little. I like it. And I think because of it, I have a really strong relationship with my parents. She's turned out pretty good, so I guess it's, we did a good job. It's not over yet. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in a small town in a Christian family, but I didn't know who Jesus was. My goal and dreams in life was going to be a pilot. My father was a pilot. I started flying airplanes when I was 16. One day, my flight instructor, he asked me if anything else going on. I said, well, could you possibly, when you go to church Sunday, pray for me? The material things weren't hitting it, and uh, I wasn't happy. And he goes, well, we don't have to wait till Sunday. We can pray right now in the airplane. It was just a, a simple prayer. Stan had a gospel singing group. During the singing, people would give their testimonies and what the Lord's been doing in their life. The end of it, they give an altar call. And during that service is when I knew that the Lord was calling on my heart. That's when I gave my heart to the Lord. I went down and I gave it to I said, Lord, I'll be whatever you want me to be. 
and that's what I did. We grew up going to church every time the doors were open. I worked hard to do the right thing, be obedient, and try to please God. There was still a sense of emptiness in me. I went away to college, and when I got out of college, I was working for a big Fortune 500 company. There was a colleague that was happy all the time. It didn't matter what was going on, he just had joy. It almost bothered me because I knew he had something that I didn't and something that I wanted. He invited me to church one Sunday. I had never seen anything like it. People were worshiping and praising and lifting their hands. It was almost uncomfortable, but in a good way. I realized that there was more to church and being in relationship with God that I had known. All I could think about was the sermon ending and the altar call and going down and giving my heart to the Lord I now understood. I know that God was with me when I was 11 because I, I gave him all I had. I just didn't have full understanding. But when I went down at 25 and gave my heart to him with a full understanding, it was an incredible experience. I made a promise to the Lord and I said, if you will help me guard my heart, I will wait on you to bring my husband. And I was always content to wait. I enjoyed my single years. I enjoyed my career days. I really had a full life. I wasn't looking. A friend of mine told me one time after I just lost my previous wife to cancer, that is just like a new chapter is going to come in your, your life. And it's going to be like putting on a glove. The glove's just going to be a perfect fit. And you're going to know. I was very active in the church, and I always sat on the kind of the side. One day, I looked out there. <laughs> I saw this one girl, and I wasn't looking for a girlfriend or meeting anybody, but I noticed this very attractive-looking lady, and I said, wow, and that was it. A couple had met me and, and asked about all the places I'd been in my career and the places I've traveled to, and they noticed that we had a lot in common. They wanted me to meet him. We started talking on the phone for many weeks before we even met. Then I realized who she was. Oh my gosh, that's the girl. <laughs> that's the girl I saw at church. And it, it just happened so fast. I mean, I just, I knew and he knew that God had brought us together. I just knew in my heart that she was the one for me. She, she was uh, everything I've always wanted and more. By the time we married, I was 40. I was wanting to have a, a child that we could have together and raise. So we waited a year, and we traveled around. We had a good time. And after a year, we began to, to try to conceive. I did get pregnant after about a year and then miscarried that baby. It was a pretty dark valley. Billy's doctor suggested that we go see a fertility specialist. Just get checked out and just see. 
Well, we did everything. You know, we went through all this uh, timing issues. You know, you had to do it this and that and all this. Temperature had to be up here and the weather had to be over here, you know, and, you know, nothing, right? And uh, so that alone was very frustrating just to, to, to meet all that. Because of my age and his age and all the, you know, the test results, it, it wasn't likely. Doctor said we couldn't have it. We were too old. We needed to go to the pasture, basically. <laughs> well, he didn't say it quite like that. But. That's my saying. <laughs> Sitting in that chair listening to him talk, I could not accept that the God that gave me the dream for a child would deny me of that child. So I just remember I, I leaned forward in my chair and I looked him straight in the eye and I said, Doctor, <laughs> I want to tell you something. First, I appreciate you, your need to give me your honest professional opinion. I respect that, and I appreciate it. But I want to tell you that the God I serve is big enough to give me a child, and I know that he will. Two weeks later, I was pregnant with Madeline. <laughs> I had a very healthy pregnancy. I was 44 when I had her. It's just one of those one-in-a-lifetime moments. You see this baby. You can only think of a few things in your life that that's so awesome. You know, like maybe when you get your pilot's license or get married. But the baby, it was just a, a mind-blowing thing. I call her my double portion because it took a double portion of faith. She literally was prayed into the world. Having her late in life, Madeline's just been an awesome blessing for us. It's given us time to get together as a family. Mm-hmm. And that's what, we, that's what we like. It was a Labor Day weekend. I was preparing for everybody to come over and we were going to cook out. I just felt a little sick. I didn't, I didn't know what was wrong. So I came inside and laid down underneath the fan, the ceiling fan. The pain didn't go away, so I'd asked Lori if she could take me to the hospital. They had given me some nitroglycerin. That's when I had the heart attack, and then it hit. It was like a massive type thing. I've never experienced anything so painful in my life. I just remembered laying on that bed, and I was in such pain. One of my best friends, he was praying for me, and I just remember tossing to and from. It was almost like a, a fight of, of my spirit. And he came in and started praying, and he prayed. And as soon as he started praying, it was like it stopped. And then it just kind of like a calm came across me. They took me up to the operating room to have a stent placed in my heart. When the doctor came in afterwards, he said, I don't ever see this type of thing before, but you don't have any signs of any type of damage to your heart. Normally, if you have some type of a heart attack or whatever, you have dead, dead tissue, and I didn't. So I was very excited about that, and I was only in the hospital for one day, and I was out. That right there was a miracle from God also. In every trial, we've been stronger. The previous trial prepared us for the one that followed. And the COVID one, that was a huge one.
We had decided to take a little vacation because with the COVID shutdown and all that, we hadn't really taken a vacation. When we arrived, Madeline was feeling a little off. Billy was feeling a little, a little off too, but not really, you know, bad enough to think that you might be sick. I was feeling a little tired myself. First thing we did was take the COVID tests and we were all COVID positive. But Billy, it hit him fast in his, like, respiratory, his lungs. And he coughed so hard all the way home and felt so bad, he could hardly drive home. When we got home, I, I didn't feel good at all. We probably need to go to the ER. I took him to the ER room. They took his oxygen saturation. They knew that he was not in a good way. They didn't take any time. And the waiting room was completely full. They said, I'm sorry, you, you won't be able to go back with him. And you will not be able to visit him or see him. You can call him on the phone, but you won't be able to, you know, to see him. And I knew it was going to be a day of spiritual warfare. We will go through valleys. I was going down pretty fast. It's a scary moment. You need to take him straight to the emergency room. Scariest thing I've ever been through. Sobbing uncontrollably. I can't be there to hold his hand. I had a vision from the Lord. There were warring angels that had come. I asked the Lord, I said, am I going to die? God is love, and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all-loving, but that He actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages, free of charge. And a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to feed starving children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world. <laughs>